Kit McQueen laughed as thirty-six inches of watered steel blade missed decapitating him by inches. He ducked, lowered his shoulder, and rolled against his attacker's legs. The Turkish guard's momentum carried him up and over the balcony railing. The guard cried out in astonishment and tossed his broad-bladed tulwar aside as he fought to catch a handhold on the railing. But luck had abandoned him, and the captain of Bashara al-Jazar's janissaries dropped out of sight and crashed into the spring-fed pool below. Kit heard a splash of water followed by a sickening crunch as the captain's head slapped against the marble fountain built along one side of the spring. Kit heard footsteps behind him. He swung around and leveled his pistol at Bill Tibbs, his fellow privateer. Please don't kill me, Christopher. Tibbs held out his hands in mock supplication. Kit grinned and shook his head. It's tempting, he said, but I still might need your help before this night is through. There came a hammering on the harem's bolted doors, and from the hall passageway sounded the savage outcries of the Pasha's guards, who at any moment might break into the room and tear the two infidels limb from limb. Elsewhere in the city port of Derna, the rumble of distant cannon and rifle fire signaled the revolution against the Pasha's rule was still in progress. Fortunately, the insurrection had drawn most of El-Jazar's janissaries into the streets. Where are the jewels? Tibbs asked, realizing for the first time his companion was empty-handed. I thought you had them. Alarm washed across Kit's sun-darkened features. Tibbs looked horrified. I took the lead to ensure our escape route while you pilfered the treasure house. Good God, have you lost what we climbed the cliff for? Tibbs blurted. Then he knew he'd been set up as Kit roared with laughter and pointed toward the wall behind his fellow thief. A large leather pouch dangled from a wall bracket that supported a heavy silk tapestry, depicting the Pasha in all his finery, sitting a white charger and trampling his foes beneath the animal's flashing hooves. Kit did not feel the least bit guilty stealing from Bashara al-Jazar, for the old brigand was one of the Corsican Brotherhood who had been preying on American ships for several years. It was high time the thief got a taste of his own medicine. Tibbs hurried over to retrieve the bag of stolen booty. With a sharp tug, he worked the pouch loose and saw it drop to the floor. The pouch fell open, and the ruby-encrusted hilt of a scimitar, along with a necklace of gold, clattered out onto the sandstone floor. The Eye of Alexander! A man gasped from a nearby doorway. Kit looked around and noticed a bald, robe-clad eunuch staring at the scimitar from the entrance to the private quarters of the Pasha's many wives. Several young women, dark-haired and doe-eyed, in various stages of undress, tittered among themselves and gestured toward the intruders. Such women were kept in seclusion and allowed only the company of eunuchs until they were summoned to Al-Jazar's bedchambers to await his pleasure, though there was seldom pleasure to be found in the nobleman's often cruel embrace. The women crowded the entrance despite the eunuch's efforts to force them back. The aroma of incense, burning spices for which Kit had no name, wafted into the corridor and clouded the senses of the intruders, luring them to enter and lose themselves to desire. For here were two young men fit to fan the fires in any woman's heart, be she Turkish princess or slave. Bill Tibbs, at twenty-eight, was a tall, strapping fellow, whose stark white skin was in sharp contrast to his pitch-black, shoulder-length hair. His eyes were deep-hued, his gaze often guarded and yet ever scrutinizing, as if he were always trying to gain the upper hand. 
Kit McQueen stood several inches shorter than his towering friend. And yet it was to him that many of the women offered their inviting glances, for they had seen him move with cat-like grace and quickness, and they sensed an aura of power about him. His mane of scarlet curls was partly hidden by a bandana of yellow silk, and his eyes were as bronze as his well-muscled torso. A gold ring glimmered in his right ear. He was younger than Bill Tibbs by a couple of years, but that didn't keep the larger man from deferring to his partner's judgment. It was an influence Kit tended to exude in moments of crisis. He caught Tibbs by the arm as the man started toward the women, drawn by lust and a hunger for the forbidden and exotic fruits of the Pasha's nubile garden. Bill, we don't have much time. I don't intend to be very long, Tibbs replied, a lascivious smile on his face. You must not take the eye of Alexander, the eunuch interjected in his high-pitched voice.